Mishpatim Sheni, chapter 21, verse 20, Perik Chof Aleph, Pasuk Chof. V'chiyake ish es abdei es hamosei, if a man strikes his uh, servant or his maidservant, so we say, Bashevet, uh, with a rod, uh, we'll see in Rashi, um, so he, um, so the Pasuk says, and he dies under his hand, meaning he gave him such a big, um, uh, such a big bang that he dies. So he says, He should surely be taken avenge of. So what are we talking about here? What are we talking about her here? So Rashi b'chiyaka. That if a man strikes his manservant or his maidservant, what kind of a slave we're talking about here? And what kind of a maidservant are we talking about here? We're talking about a knani, an evet knani we're talking about over here. Same thing in a, a maidservant, a knani. But maybe we're talking about an ivri, a Hebrew manservant Talmud Loimar Kikaspihu so later on in Pesach of Aleph it says for he is your uh, money your property so that applies only to an Evet Kanani who is considered to be the property of the person what does it mean that he's the property of the person what does it mean he's Kikaspi he's just like his money he's just like your money belongs to you forever. If you own the money, it's yours all the time. Af Evid, we're also talking about such an Evid, which is a Konulayolamis, uh, who is bought to you uh, forever. Meaning that what? That an Evid Kanani is the one that we're talking about, the one who you own, who you possess. For Rashi already brought down before that the Posik Loilam Bahem Ta'avaydu that refers to what? To an Evet Kenani. So that means because he's like your Kesef, because when you have an Evet Kenani, that you inherit him, that means that you possess, you own the Evet, you own the Evet Kenani. So the reason why the Pasik says is Kikaspihu, so we know that we're talking about an Evet Kenani. Dr. Ashi, so what is this Pasik telling, telling us? Uh, this is already included in Pasukut Beis, it says if you smite a person and he dies and so the Torah says if you smite a person, if you kill a person then what? then you get Misa, that's what the Pasuk said before so but this Pasuk is coming to do what? he takes him out from the general rule that we judge in this case with the judgment of day or two. What are we going to see in the next Pasuk? If he doesn't die underneath his hand immediately, and he waits for a maceless, in other words, takes a 24 hour period before he dies, potter is potter. By an ordinary person, it doesn't matter. If the person dies because of the blow that you gave him, you're going to get the death penalty, even if it takes a week. But by the Evet Kenani, we have a special din. Killing an Evet Kenani is no different than killing any other, uh, than killing a, a, a Jew. Okay? 
actually, but we learned before, a Gentile is, is excluded. So it looks like this, that even though before we had a Zvesh Posik in Posik Yudalad, with the Posik excluded, it said, Avreyehu v'loy akum, so l'chayre, why are we saying that the Eved was b'chlal, Maki Ish Vameis, Meish Yumos? Just like we're excluding the Ehu, so we're saying uh, not a Goy, so why don't we exclude also an Evet, since we're talking about an Evet Kanani? Apparently the Ehu can go on Evet Kanani too. Right? That's that that that's there because otherwise you should include it. Rashi says Rashi says the only chilik is that least need less, he'll be potter. But Otherwise, he's included together with the uh, with, uh, with with all the other yidn. I would think that Reiv should exclude him, right? Because he's still still a guy. I mean, he's a psachatzi because he have a kenani. So apparently, that okay, well, that's something that we need to look into. So Rashi now it says he will kill him bashevet with a stick. Uh, is the only chayiv or this din is only chayiv only applied with those with a stick? What happens if he did it with uh, with his fist, or what happens if he did it with uh, with something else? Why is a stick? The Tashi, kishiyesh boy kidei lahomis hakosiv medaber. That the Torah is talking about uh, that the stick that he used has enough that you can kill with it. It's a, it's 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 strong enough to kill a person. But what happens if you use a stick which is not meant to kill a person? But the guy, like a fluke accident, the guy kills. You didn't, you didn't try to uh, kill him, but it killed him, you know, he ended up dying anyways from the stick. But maybe not so, Zakrashi. But even if the stick does not have enough to kill you, still you're going to be chayif. So if a person kills somebody, it's almost like by an accident. He didn't have enough power to kill that thing. Still should be chayif. Talmud Loimar, therefore it's written, be Yisrael. By, by Yisrael it's speaking in Bamidbar Lamed Hey Yud Zayin. So over there the Pasik says, Vi'im Be'evad Yad, if with a stone that's in the hand, Asher Yomuzbo. Asher Yomuzbo means that he is fit to die with it. He ko. He killed him. So in other words, that you're only chayiv by a person if a Evan Yad, the stone in your hands, that is able to kill him, the Yomuz Bo, that, he, that has enough power to kill him, that is when the Torah was Mechaev for killing. So the words of the Chaymer, Ma Yisrael Chamur. If a Yisrael who is more strict, how is the Yisrael more strict? Because by the Yisrael we don't have the din of Yemi Yemayim. By the, by the Yisrael, he'll always have to, he'll always get the death penalty for killing the other person. So he's more strict. Ein Chaev alav, he would not be Chaev for him. Only if he kills him with something that there is to kill him. And also, in addition that it has to be Yomuzba, uh, it also has to be Val Ever, as she adds, seems also it has to be such a limb, you hit him in such a place, so that it has enough that if you bang this particular limb with such a bang, he will die. Because it's not the same thing. If you bang somebody in the heart strong, it's not the same as banging in the head, in the hand. 
So like if you bang a person in the heart, there's a lot less force needs to kill him than you need to kill him in the, uh, in, in the hand. You have to really bang him strong in the hand so to kill him. So what happens if the person uh, kills the person by banging his hand with the force of banging in the heart that would kill him? Then he would be potter because, uh, so, by, so if by this potter, if it doesn't meet the full standard, it can kill him. So Eved Akal, the, the Eved who is lighter, because we see that the Torah gives him Yom Yomayim, and is lighter, so Loikolshkin, isn't it for sure that what? That he should be potter. Now usually we say, right? But here we're using the Kabochaymer to make it less, not make it more. Over here we're saying that what? That you're going to make the punishment less rather than more, because we're saying that since this doesn't have Kideyakoa, then you would uh, you would be making potter. You would not be chayim. So, so now it comes out that the word bashevet over here is actually not. This Rashi didn't explain that bashevet is coming to teach us. The same thing would be anything. Fakir Rashi is stipulating and saying that the pasuk says bashevet. You need to know it's not just any stick. But that's not what the pasuk is coming to tell us. This we learned this out actually from the other place. Fakir Rashi has to tell you. Don't make a mistake and think that bashevet means just because you use the stick. You'd be chayiv. No, it has to be a special kind of a stick that has enough power in it to kill the person. But then the question becomes, Rashi doesn't address, doesn't seem to address here, why does the person just say bashevet with the stick? So Torah could have just said, Later on in Rashi's, we're going to see, the older Rashi says, that we're talking about the the, the common way that things happen. Usually a person kills a person when, when the hand is not, doesn't have enough to kill the person. And nor, normally you beat up the avid with a shevet. And that normally when you kill him, if you have a shevet, so it's not, Rashi doesn't address it, Rashi doesn't answer that, that that's why it says bashevet over here. But Rashi just makes it clear how much of the bashevet it is. What does it mean, nokim yenokim? That talks about the, the, the sword. You decapitate the person. You chop off his head with the sword. That's cherev. That's called saif. Or cherev. That's like it says, cherev nekemes nekam bris. So we see a sword that is avenging the vengeance of the covenant. So we see that the word nekama is connected to the cherev. That's the Mrs. cherev. So this is also a different death than we learned before for Yozid Ijal or I mean for the Maki Ishu Meis because over there we learned whatever it says Meis it means Chenek. Rashi says this over there. Rashi says Rashi says Meis by Maki Avivimoy. Rashi did not say it by when you kill a person that you get chenek over there. But Rashi touched over there that because it says Mesh Yumos it goes Bechenek. But then when it came to uh, kidnapping and selling over there Rashi brings down that over there the Mesh Yumos would mean um, Skila. No, I'm sorry, not 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 by uh, by kidnapping. I'm talking about Mekal Lovi V'imoy. Rashi said by Mekal Lovi V'imoy it says uh, also in the Pasuk Moish Yumas, but Rashi says it means what? It means Biskila because it says Dom of Boy later on, so that means Biskila. So we already have basically all three, the, th- the three types of death we have. We have mentioned in these few Psukim, we have the three types of death. It seems like this four Make, Avivi, Imoi for killing, 
for killing a Maki Ishumesh for killing a person. Torah says Moishumas. Doesn't Rashi doesn't bring down anything else. So Khairitz Mashma it's also the Khenek. So you get Khenek for that. And then we have uh by Makovimo Rashi says uh um doesn't say anything. Uh, so also just says Mois Yumos. Rashi says also Bechenek. Rashi just says Mois Yumos means Bechenek. And then Rashi says so also Befeirish by Rashi doesn't say Befeirish, but also by the case of Goyne of Ishu Mechorev, Mois Yumos, it's Mashma that's also Bechenek. So in the meantime, we have three, all these cases are mechanic over there. Side killing a person, uh, side killing a person, side killing one's parents, and side uh, 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 kidnapping somebody and selling him would get chenek, that's the Misa. But then it changes around to over there for cursing a parent, over there the punishment is, is skila. And now, over here we have Mrs. Kharif, uh that you have the Misa of Kharif, you have the Misa of a sword. Um, but the event. So, and, um, so when Rashi says before uh, that um, um, so the Khair Rashi should say for two things Rashi should say, right? Rashi said, "Betzim and Aklal aside from the Misa because he won't get Chenek, but rather he'll get Cherev, he'll get Saif, because that's also a difference." I mean, I'm, the chiluk is by by your parents, you don't have to kill them in order to get Chenek. By your parents, even you make just a wound, you get Chenek. But by a, killing a person, um, I get. I'm just saying this is mashma from Rashi. I'm not saying they're. From the halacha, Rashi, Rashi, Rashi leaves it, Rashi leaves it blank. Rashi doesn't explain what the Moshumos by Maki Ish means. Rashi doesn't explain over there, and um, by Maka Ovivimo, Rashi does explain what it means. Makes a wound that Moshumos means bechenek. Uh, Rashi also explains by um, by going to Rashi also explains by kidnapping that you get chenek. Rashi brings down, okay, bechenek over there. And, and Rashi also uh, brings down by Makal Rashi brings down that you get um, that you get skila, the main bomb. And over here Rashi brings down Saif. Rashi is quiet, doesn't say anything by Make Ishwamais. That's why I'm saying from Rashi comes out that most you must be Mechanek there too, or else the Shaila is why Rashi doesn't say anything over there. Alright, we'll go back to it. Pasu Khafalov. Achim Yoim or Yemaim Yamoid. But what happens if he survives for a day or two? How much does he have to survive for a day or two? There's going to be an exception if he survives a day or two. So that's problematic. We'll see what Rashi is going to explain this. What does it mean a day or two? If he survives, it's either a day or two. We're going to change the halacha. So we're going to see what Yemimai means. So then he says, Lo you come. He shall not be avenged. In other words, he doesn't get cherev. Ki chas who because he is his property. After all, it's his property, so if he stays, he lives for a day, then he doesn't get avenged. If for one day, he's going to be potter, if he stands up for one day, the master will be free, exempt from Misa. 
So the question is, so of course he'll be potter if he lives for two days. If we see it, say that the Eved lives for one day after he was beaten, or the Alma lives for one day after she was beaten, and she doesn't die, that the person is not avenged because Kaspi who, so for sure if she lives two days he's gonna, Lakovsky is not gonna be avenged. So why is the Pasuk saying, oh Yemayim? It's not two separate things. It's a day which is like two days. That means a that means a 24-hour period. That if the event survives for 24 hours, then the master is not avenged. Who shall not be avenged because it is his property. So the Torah gives it. So what happens if another person who is not the master beats up on the slave and kills a slave. So if an ordinary person kills a slave, but another person that beats him, that beats the slave, even though he waits a less before he dies, means a 24-hour period. Before he dies, so then what? Then he's chayiv. He's going to be chayiv cherev. He's going to be chayiv saif. The same Nokim Yenokim is not only by the Balabos, L'cheirev for killing an Eved, Yerchayim, Mr. Saif. Pasuk Chobbeis, V'chi Yenotsu Anoshim, and if men fight amongst each other, V'nokfu Ishahara, and they pushed, remember Ki Yigoyf? Yigoyf means you push, right? Uh, so they pushed a pregnant woman, V'yotsu Yilodeo, and she miscarried her children. Right? Uh, but but there was no fatality there was no tragedy meaning the woman didn't die she just lost the children the, two, the, the children that she carried in her stomach right if she had more than one child she miscarried one but her babies that she had in her stomach they came out and meaning if they came out that means that they died they came out right but but there was no tragedy the woman herself did not die so we say, Onish ye Onish. He has to be punished. The person who pushed has to be punished. Kasher Yoshis Olov Bal Haisha. That when the uh, husband of the wife will demand him, call him for Yoshal, meaning he'll place upon him, he will demand from him. The husband of the wife that, that got uh, lost the children will demand from him. So Vinosan Biflilim. So he should give by the judge's orders. The polilim is judges. He should give when the judge order him to pay. Uh, to pay, he has to pay for the children, because a woman has a value that a woman that is going to give birth. There's a value to it because now she's going to have more children. So there's a value. If you hurt the woman with the children, that means you took away from her value. That's the money you have to pay. Let's look at the Rashi. anoshim. And the men were fighting They were fighting one with another. So it means they didn't intend to do any damage to the woman. So they were intending to fight to each other. Right? But what happens is, He intended to strike his friend. But he ended up striking the woman. Right? So he... So this is what we're going to learn. A person is always responsible. If he didn't mean to hit... As long as you, you meant to hit, right? You went to hit, beat somebody, but you weren't going to hit the reddest person. You're going to hit another person, so you're still going to be chayef. 
Nagifa means a lotion of pushing and beating. Kemoi, like in Tilim Tzadigal of Yudbeis, Pentigoy Ba'ovin Raglecha, lest you strike your foot with a stone. Tigov here means you, you, you get hurt. You, you get hurt by the stone. Raglecha. Or in Yirmiya Gimel Tes Zayin, or in Yirmiya Gimel Tes Zayin, it says, Uveterem Yinsnak Fu Raglecha, before your feet are bruised. Or in Yeshaya Ches Yudalov, it says, Ulevin Nigov, and it's torn upon which to uh, dash oneself, which is also to stumble to, to hurt oneself. So we see that Nigif is all a lotion of a makeh of getting hurt. So what happens, but there is no fatality with the woman, nothing happened to the woman. So the babies died, but not the woman. So honest, she honest, she should certainly pay. What is he paying? What does he pay? The shalom demei velodis. You have to pay the money for the babies. How do you evaluate monies of these babies? And who do you pay the money to? You pay it labal. You pay it to the husband. How do you evaluate the monies for the babies? Shomin oisa. We value the woman. Kama oisa ruuy lemachad b'shuk. How much would she be valued to be sold in the marketplace? If she's sold as a, this person is sold. The woman is sold as a maidservant. She's sold. That people would elevate the money, pay more money because of her pregnancy. A woman who's pregnant, the people are buying it, they're assuming there's going to be more children, more labor there. So that is how much he has to pay to the, to the, to the husband. Onish, you onish. Punish, you should surely be punished. What does that mean? They should collect money from him. Kamai, like it says in Dvarim Chabez, you test, Vanshu Aisai, Mayakesef, and they will punish him, they will fine him hundreds of silver. Anish Anish means be fined. So over there it's talking about Baramachi Shemra, over there it's talking about. about uh, but here we say that you collect money for the punishment. What does it mean, Kashi Yoshis Olof Balo Isho? Kashi Yoshis Olof, Zukhtrashi Kishi Yitve Enu. Uh, when the husband demands judgment in the Beisdin, uh, to uh, place upon him such a punishment, to pay for the, for the children. So then the one, the beater, Hamaka should give the Mevelodis the money of the babies, by the mouth, by the instruction of the judges. Pasuk of Gimel. But if there will be a fatality, in other words, that he killed the woman, in this case we're talking about the Yosin that the woman wasn't killed, but what happens if he kills the woman? Then, then you should give a soul for a soul. What does Nefesh Tachas Nefesh? We'll see in the Rosh. In the woman. Because by the babies died before, that's what we're talking about. For them you have to pay, you don't kill for a fetus. We learned before, Rashi says, Ish, we learned out from the extra posseg over there, Lemut and Nefolim. That if you kill a fetus, you don't, you don't get killed for that. But for that you pay. But if there is an Osman Isha, so then you give a soul for a soul. Our teachers disagree in this matter. Yesh, Emrim, others say, Nefesh Mamesh, that you're actually going to kill the person for killing the woman. Why? Why, why is there a question of here? Because this guy did not intend to kill the woman. He intended to strike his friend, but he didn't want to strike this woman. So this woman is an accident. It's almost an accident. So they say, 
But others say it doesn't matter. Since you wanted to strike, you wanted to beat, so now that you didn't want to beat this person, and you got another person, that doesn't matter. You're still going to be still, that means that you intended. You intended, you were involved in the matter, you were involved, you were trying to beat somebody. So therefore, if the, if the punch went to another person, and the other person died, you're still going to be responsible. And you're going to get the death penalty. And other people say, no, you're only going to pay money. That this doesn't mean nefesh mamish. We're going to see later on the Gemara in the Chumash, that many times when it says, ayin tachasayin, it doesn't mean tachas instead mamish, that you take out and poke out the eye, it means money. So there is a possibility, even though it says nefesh tachas nefesh, it shouldn't mean mamish taking the soul, it means you got to pay for the soul. But the other people say that it doesn't mean a nefesh mamish. Why? One who intends killing one person. Kill the other person. Patur Mimisa is free from the death penalty. So what does it mean you pay a soul for a soul? Who do you pay and what do you pay? So His inheritance, you have to pay the value of the person. As he would be sold in the marketplace. Uh, and, and that's the value that that means the nefesh tachas nefesh that he has to pay the money for the other one's soul and for the other person you give it to the inheritance of the other person uh, to pay for that. Pasuk chavdalad. Now the pasuk says, ayin tachas ayin, an eye for an eye, shein tachas shein, a tooth for a tooth, yod tachas yod, a hand for a hand, regel tachas regel, a foot for a foot. So Rashi, what is this Pasuk talking about? That Sima Ein If you blinded the eye of a person, you give him the money of his eye. That's called the Nezek. Uh, how much of a value you diminished from him to sell him in the marketplace? That is Ayin Tachas Ayin. That's the Nezek. V'chein kulam, same thing, everything is shame, tachas shame, has to pay him what it costs less of a shame. Yad, tach, yad, regal, each one, whatever is diminished. V'loi nitilas ever mamish, but we're not talking about taking the limb. If a person blinds somebody, you're not going to take out his eye. K'meshadar shudabiseinu perikachavil, like our teachers learned in the perikachavil, babakama pedalar aleph. So before, it's interesting, and before, we already learned... Over there we learned about Sheves, which means that even, you know, he still can be like a watchman for squash, and he can't do that after the beating, and also the doctor bill. So we have already five of, two, three of the five that we know. We know Nezek, that's what we saw. Here we know this Pasuk is Nezek, and over there we learned about Ripu and Sheves. But we know we also have the Tzara we'll see later on. Kviya. Tachas Kviya. Uh, now this is going to be next. Kviya Tachas Kviya. A burn for a burn. Uh, and now he's going to say, Petza Tachas Potza. A wound for a wound. Uh, and Chabura Tachas Chabura. A bruise for a bruise. So what does this mean? Kviya Tachas A. Kviya Tachas Kviya. First, what is a Kviya? A kviya is a krashi, a burn that's caused by fire. Makas eish, michvas eish. That's a um, a burn from a fire. Zok rashi, 
Now, so what is the Pasik already told us? Shen Yad Regel. What is this burn for a burn? What is the burn? What does the burn do? What is this? How is this different? The Trashi, until now, uh, the Torah spoke about Diber Bechabola, Sheyesh Bob It spoke of an injury that decreased the value of the, of the victim. So, in other words, a person without a hand is worth less money, a person without a foot. But the Achshav, and now we're dealing with Sheyem And now we're dealing that you put the person in, you cause them pain. You're not. You're not only pain. In other words, there's no lesson of money. You didn't do anything. When you made the guy a wound, you caused him pain. You hurt him. But you did not really make him at his value. You did not diminish his value. Kigoyim. For example, If a person burned him, the victim, on his nail with a, with a spit, Right? Very hard. It's like a painful. You tortured him. You put him like with a burn to put it to his nail. Nail meaning there's no sign. It didn't make him any less. Maybe Rashi wants to find a way because if you do it on the body, it's inevitable you're losing something. He, he misses something. But you put it on his nail, the nail is not nothing. So, how do you. So that causes pain. How do you evaluate? How do you pay for pain? For Nezek, Rashi says you see how much you sell him, how much is worth as a slave. But how are you going to evaluate pain? How much a person similar to him would want to take get paid to be pain so to, to go through such a pain how much a person would be willing to uh, to take money to go through this pain So this is what the Psukim are talking over here that you pay for each of the pains that he doesn't and he gives several examples of Petzach, Aburah Petzah, Zuk Rashi, what is a Petzah? Petzah, Himaka Metzi Adam. That's a, a wound that uh, gives out blood. You know, basically, that will be a, a wound that, that, that becomes bloody. Shepotzah as Besore. Petzah as Besore means that it breaks through. It breaks through the skin. Uh, that means a, a wound like that. Hakoilifi Mashahu. But everything according to what it is. Im Yesh Bechaz Domim. If there is Rashi, if there is a lessening of money of value now by doing this wound, Noisen Nezik, then he has to give him the Nezik. He has to give him the for the damages because he made him worth less now. If he falls to bed, in other words that he can't work at all now, Noisen Shevis, he has to give uh, wasted time now that he can't that he has to lay in bed. Vidipu and the medical bills. Uboishes Vitsar and also he gives the embarrassment and tzar. Uh, now, uh, the Boishas actually brings in over here the embarrassment, which um, I wonder if this will learn out because of the extra pasig, because maybe because it says extra kviyah, maybe because of the word pasig, we learn out the extra the extra payment over here. But Rashi doesn't say so clearly. Rashi just says, Nation Shabbos, the ripui ubeishas vitzar. So Shabbos we learned before, and Ripu we learned before, and Tsar we're learning, that's the old Kviya, there's only Tsar here usually. But Rashi says by Petsa, sometimes it can be both. So, Lechaira, the way it seems like is, Kviya is to tell you generally about a case where there's only Tsar. As Rashi says, it's Kaveh Bishpudat Siponet. Now what's the Vaita Petsa? Rashi says what Petsa is, but Rashi says all. Oh, but 
This is an extra pasuk. Rashi says, which part of the mikra is yeseru? And in the um, so Rashi's question is that the mikra zeh, the petsa, a wound, is no different than the kviya. What? Why is it, this? This seems to be extra. So. The, our teachers learned to have to pay for the tsar even when you pay him for his damages even though he gives him the money for his hand but still we don't exempt him for paying for the pain since you own his hand, basically you're paying for his hand, then he can cut it down any way he wants. So what difference does it make? Why should he pay for the tzad? We say, He should cut it off with a drug that it shouldn't hurt him. Which is not so in pain. And this one cut it off with a metal, and he caused him pain. So you have to pay. That's why we're saying, um, now, why is Rashi only concerned with Petsa Tachas Potsa and not with Chabura Tachas Chabura? Uh, Rashi didn't touch Beferish yet. What is Chabura? Let's just learn with Chabura first and then we'll see about Chabura. Chabura is a Rashi Himaka Shadam Nitzrurba. That's a kind of a wound that the, that the blood is. is uh, so this is a kind of a wound which the blood gathers in, and it's not like um, like uh, before where it breaks through the skin. The, the, the blood, the flesh becomes red. Connect the opposite the wound. And the language of chabura is bela is tiblas kesem. It means a spot. Kimoi as a yumid gimel chav gimel nomar. It's a leopard, uh, it spots. Nomar, and translation is mashkefoi. Mashkefoi, meaning it's beating. Loshachabota. Betudrabla, zmake. Bechain, and also it says, ushdufoi skodim. The word mashkefoi means like beaten. Like ushdufoi skodim, breish mamalef. Shakifon Kidam is uh, means beaten by the east wind. So Chabuta is Beruach. Then it says uh, they're beaten by the wind. Also, when we say on the Mashkif, the place with the bangs, the door bangs. Al Shem Shadelos Neishikolov is because the door bangs on it. That's called the lintel. So you bang the door, bangs on the lintel. So that is what that is the chabur that is the lotion shkufi which is the lotion translation of chabarburoisov which is lotion of chabura which means the wound. Again, Rashi doesn't say that why we need the pasuk chabura tachas chabura. How is this different than pasuk tachas pasuk? What do we learn out from this? We also didn't have a finish how we learn out boishes uh, uh, from here. Pasuk chavav chiyake ish. And if a person smites as ein avdoi or yes ein amosi, now we're talking about before. See, it's, it's before we talk about in the before in Pasha Shani we talk about killing a regular person. Then the Torah has a separate din 
for killing uh, a slave. Over there is a din yoyim or yomayim. And saif. And, 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 and saif. Then we have now uh, another din. Then we talk about uh, beating a person, a wound for a person. Now we talk about wounding uh, an event. So if a person bangs out, strikes the eye, as Ein Abdi, the eye of his slave, or as Ein Amosir, the eye of his maidservants, Vishikhaso, and he destroys it. So what happens then? So then, usually by a person who says, Ein Tachasai, you pay for the eye. Here's, Lachavshi Shalchenu, that it's just sell him free, Tachasai, you have to send him free. He goes up free because of the eye that he lost. As Ein Abdi, so Tarashi Kinani, that this is talking about also a Kinani. Just as before, he's talking about a non-Jewish servant. Abel Ivri, but a Jewish servant, and a Yoytze B'Shem V'ayin, does not go out B'Shem V'ayin. K'mayi Shomano, like we said before, it's a Loit Tzaysik, it says Avodim, that she does not go out. We learned by the Oma, and the Oma and the, uh, and the Avid are the same thing. does not go out B'Shem V'ayin. It says, Tachas Einoi, in return for his eyes, Echtrashi, V'chein V'chov Da'ad Roshi Vodim. Likewise, in all the 24 main uh, uh, main limbs or the tips of the limbs, it would go out. Rashi already mentioned before, also the, Lush, the language of Rashi Vorim. Uh, when Rashi says, "Etzboi seyedaim baraglaim," the fingers of the of the hand and the feet. Ushteyas naim vachaytem v'reisha gvia shugidama v'loma nemar gidama v'loma nemar shen v'ayin. So why does it say only the eye and the tooth if the same thing is for all the limbs? A finger would be the same thing. If he destroys a finger of the heaven, it would be the same thing. She'im ne'mar ayim v'loy ne'mar she'in If it would say that eye and not a tooth, I would say ma'ayin Just like an eye, she'nivra ima, he was born with the eye. Of course she'nivra ima. So only if you bang out something that you were born with. But, but the tooth he wasn't born with his teeth, the tooth coming later. So you would say that if you're not got a tooth, maybe you're not free because he wasn't born with a tooth. If you would say just the tooth, I wouldn't say the ayin. Then I would say maybe even a child's tooth, yeah? My wife? But I don't understand. A childhood of Chalim, but how does how does a Shem Tinok, you know, he has a, a slave, a baby slave, a Goisha slave, a baby slave, uh, that that there is an exchange to that tooth, so that doesn't count. That's what we need the ayin. Well, uh, listen, it's it's almost a kavachomer. If he goes out free just for knocking out a tooth, an eye is a value more than the tooth, but it doesn't work by that way. So Rashi's question was not why does it say Ayin and Shen and not any of the other 24 of them. Why do we need Ayin and Shen? The Torah should say one of them. And we say that from Ayin, we won't know that if you go out by a Shen. And from the Shen, we, we would think that even a Shen of a Tinnik, and therefore the Torah writes both. Both of them. Pasuk of Zayin. Bim Shen Abdei. And if he knocks out the tooth of his manservant or the tooth of his maidservant, uh, he should set him free instead of his tooth. I don't see the difference in Why did the Torah repeat it? 
And why does Rashi not explain why we need another Pasik? Talking of Chiyaki, Ishus, Ein Avdi, Oi. Oh, first it says the Ein, then it says the Shame. That's what Rashi said before. It doesn't say it. It's two separate Psukim. So the first one talks about the Ein, the second one talks about the Shame. And Rashi explains why we needed both. Right? It almost seems like Rashi should have said it in the second Pasik, because of there is already the second time where it says Shein Avdi. Because by the first Pasik, you don't know yet by Shein. It just says the Ein. And Rashi explains right away why do we need. Um, um, but Rashi Rabbi says, I believe it in the Yitzhak Shem Ayin. So Rashi really talks about the Sharon Ayin. Also, but Tachas Ayin, Rashi says, Och of the Aldevarim, so it's already uh, un- understood. Um, so it comes out like this. By how many things? So the person goes, Och of the Aldevarim plus the teeth, right? A tooth is not the Chav the Rashi Varim. The 24 Rashi Varim is Rashi says out. Uh, but not not the not the uh, not the uh, not the teeth. The teeth is separately. Either Rashi Varim or the teeth. Teeth are not Rashi Varim. Pasuk of Ches. If an ox gores a man or a woman, vames, and they die. So the ox gores a man or woman who, and it kills them. Sokol yisokol asher. So you should stone the ox. You know, you kill the story, you stone him. The loyachal is besore, and its flesh shall not be eaten. So we'll receive Rashi. Of course you can't eat it. If it's kilo, then it's not shechted. How can you eat the meat? We'll see what Rashi says over here. Ubala sher noki. And the owner of the ox is clear. Clear means, we'll see also Rashi, he doesn't, he doesn't have to pay. He doesn't have to pay for for for, for the death. Look, Rashi, v'chiyigach shoyr. So, Rashi, echot shoyr v'echot kol behemim. It doesn't matter. It's not only an ox that gores that you're chayim like that. But whether it's an ox or any other behemim, v'chayim for an animal or a bird. But the Torah spoke, the common, what gores, a gores is an ox. So that's why the Torah uses an example of a shoyr behoiva. So, Rashi, v'lo yochel as besore, you can't eat its meat. So Rashi, Mimash Mashinemar. From we can hear from when this pasuk says, "Sokel Yisokel Asher," that the ox should be stoned. Any Yudayashun Nevela? Don't I know that it's already Nevela? That it's not shachted? That it's a dead animal? You can't eat a dead animal like that. Unevela, Sunevachila, a carcass, a dead animal is prohibited to be eaten. Elamat Talmud Leimer Velo Yochel Es Bisori. So what does it come to teach you? Need a meat? Shafil Ushachte Lachash Nimar Dimei. Even if you went quickly and you shechted the animal like halacha, after the judgment was completed, in other words, Bezdin said that this ox needs to be killed. And you went quickly, but you didn't want to uh, lose out, so you go ahead and you uh, shechted and you do it like a din. Like the din, you shechted regularly. Asur ba'chila, that it's prohibited to be eaten. So he says, the law ye'ochel as b'sori, should not be eaten the meat. Okay, so now you're going to say, Okay, you can't eat it. But what about going ahead and enjoying from it and selling it to me to a guy? You can't eat it, but let's sell it to a guy for trade. The Rashi, Talmud Loimar, the Pasuk comes to you, Balashir Noki, that the owner of the axe is clean. And clean means he's, he's wiped out. Like a person says to his friend, This individual came out clean of his assets. He has no benefit of his, his, his assets. 
Zahu Madrashi, this is the Madrash. Upshutai and the simple meaning is like the the, the simple taich is like the meaning of the word. Since by a mood, we're going to see when he did it very three times, it says, all of you must, that also the owners die. Die means they pay, as we're going to lay, learn later on. That you must mean that they pay, also the owner have to pay. Koifer, you should so love, they have to pay koifer by a mood, they have to pay koifer. He needs to say, that he's empty, that he's free, that he doesn't have to pay for the owner. But if the ox is already a gore from the day before and the three days before, I mean, it's, uh, he's done it three times. And the owner. Uh, was warned uh, the ox was warned together with the owners, you know, by in front of the owners he was warned to watch his ox and he didn't watch his watch it. and he kills a man or a woman so then we say the ox gets stoned but also the owners get killed not killed, but it means they pay money this means three times he was he, he gored now and yesterday before. Vuad with Olaf, he gored three times. No, Nagoch means he was Mitmoel Shilshem, so three times. Now is the fourth time. What now is the fourth time. But he was already a Nagoch, he was a gorer. That's one. Tmoil is two, Shilshem is three. And now he's doing it the fourth time. So Vuad with Olaf Loshanasra Baidim. That means that he was warned uh, in the language of being warned in front of Adim. Kimoi, hoid, hoid, bono ish. The person warned us, okay? The man warned us repeatedly. Hoid, hoid, bono ish. So that's a lotion of warning. Hoid, hoid means warning. Huad means they were warned. Vehemis ish, and it goes, and its owner has been warned. What does it mean, Vehemis ish? Because it says, and it goes. So we only know that he killed him by goring. If he bites him, Adhifa he pushes him, Rivitsa, he kneels, Abita he kicks. Remember the four tools of the Nigir of Karen. Nigicha, Rivitsa, Nishikha, Bita. This is the four of Manain. Tamun Loimar. Pasik says Vahemis Mikomakim. So when the Pasik says Vahemis, Vahemis means Mikomakim. But Bams in the Gemara we call these things a tulda. The reason why they call it tulda because they're not written in the Pasik. But here Rashi tells us that the truth of the matter is, why is it Chayiv? Because it says Vehemis, the Torah included them in Beferish. In this Rashi it says Vehemis, why does the Torah write, and they will kill? It already said they killed. Why does it say again Vehemis To include. So Lechayda, first of all, why do we need to include them? Why, can't we do, why don't we say they're told us? They're just like the Av. But it seems like also the tools need to be written. So here, Behemis Ish is almost like it, almost like it was included. 
don't know. Also in in uh, in Taisa and Gimel there's a svara in Baba in Baba Kama. There's, there's a svara uh, like that. There is a um, uh, that there is a um, there's a pasuk, but if it doesn't say befedish. Um, if it doesn't say befedish, still it's called a tulda. Uh, I think Toysu did like a mechalikana, like mechalikana. The time Toysu says over there that even if we learn it out from a pasuk, but if the pasuk is not befedish, that's called a tulda also. So even though we say here behemis, behemis is coming to all these tuldas, but we're saying that that's still considered a tulda. That's what we have to learn. The gamba all of you must. And also, its owner should be killed. This means by the heavens. I mean, Hashem kills them, not uh, the human beings. Uh, so you may think that this is talking about a person. comes to teach us the one who beats should die. So he says, you can kill him for his own murder, but you don't kill a person for his ox killing. This is what Rashi also says in Beisam at Beis. In the Rashi over there, Rashi says also, Bolos Yumos means Koifer, uh, that this was you. But Rashi teaches here differently. In the Gemara, Rashi teaches over there that the Bolos Yumos is the Koifer. Rashi doesn't teach it over here. Why? Because the next Pasuk talks about the Koifer. That's not the Baal of Yumas. Baal of Yumas in the Pasik and the Pshat is what? Is Misibide Shemayim. That means Baal of Yumas because It's interesting, Rashi over there, Taichin Befeirish, the Gam Baal of Yumas, Rashi, Vahi Misa Hainamomen, Shemeshalem Esa Koifer, the Menergal Yershop. But over here, Rashi doesn't say that this Baal of Yumas means Koifer. Here, Rashi Chumash says Baal of Yumas means Bide Shemayim. And Koifer is a separate thing with the Pasik says. Pasik Lamed, Im Koifer Yushas Olaf. If a Koifer, it's not if, but um, when the Koifer, the uh, restitution or the ransom, will be placed upon him, the Nosan, Pidyoi Nafshe. So he shall give the redemption of his soul. Uh, he should give the redemption of his soul as it will be levied upon him, as best it will say he should give. So Kedashi, what does it mean? This is not a hanging, if. It's like, later on, it's not if, it's not a conditional, if you'll give him, but it means when you lost Nashet. This is the halacha. She yeshisu olav beizin koifer. The beizin should put koifer. Rashi also brought down already before. Rashi brought down there is im chutz mishloisha im. Now Rashi before in Parshish Yisrael, um, in by uh, pasuk of beiz where it says v'im mizbachavonim. So Rashi says that bishmoil oimer kol im v'im shebetayder shus. Uh, and Rashi brings down the three over there. He brings down uh, one of them is in Kesef Talve that brings down over here, uh, and also in Takri Minchas Bekurim, and the other one is in Mispachavonim. 
but not by im koifer yusha solov. Over here, Rashi brings the im kesef also. So the chayyeh there is four. Um, and um, wondering why is this different? To explain how is this different than the other im's over there? Over the, although over there it talks about an act of building a mizbeach, an act of bringing the bikurim, and an act of borrowing money. And here we're talking about a, a payment that is placed upon him by other by others. Over there it means when you build the mizbeach avonim, but here it's not really when because in this case you don't have over there you have to build the mizbeach avonim. You will have to borrow money, uh, but you don't have to kill somebody. That's something. So there's still an im over there, an element. Maybe that's why there's even though. Once it happens, it's 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 when koifer yushas alov when it happens. So it's understood that in koifer yushas alov when the koifer is placed upon him, it has to be pidyanavshi. Like in all the other ones, when you build the mizbech, it shouldn't be gazis. When you bring the bichas bekurim, it should be uh, uh, such and such. When you borrow money, let's see, like kinoishe, should be them. But here. It's in Kaifa Yushas Olav is not when you, it's also when you do, but the whole Kaifa is, is an optional because of of the killing that doesn't have to happen. And I wonder if that's the, if that's the, that, if that plays into this. But Rashi just brings down here in Kes of Talva, and over there it says it's three. I need to look into that. The Nasan Pidjoy Nafshay, and you give the redemption of his soul. So Rashi, he gives the redemption of whose soul? The main nizik, the one of the diamond. So you have to pay the monetary value of the person that you killed. That's the words of Rabbi Shmuel. And Rabbi Kiva the main mazik, that you have to pay the mazik's value. Doesn't this remind you like I made of Sadehu? Exactly the same thing. Rabbi Shmuel says the main nizik, made of Sadehu shall nizik. But in this case, uh, it means, and uh, it, it, it should, I mean, by the payment, it makes sense to pay because you're paying, you're paying for the value, so you're paying what it was worth. So it would make sense to say you should pay what the person is worth because that's the damage you did to the family. His value you took away from them, so it makes sense to pay for for, for that. That would be the pshat of Rabbi Shmuel, but it, it goes similar to. But what does Rabbi Akiva say over there by our Gemara? He says, "Im koifer yushas olav v'nosan." He should give pidyon nafshoi of the one who is giving. This this. Just like Rabbi Kiva's argument by Meitav Zadeh, Meitav Karmi Shalim, Haich the Kamishalim, the one that is paying should be the one that is the one that is giving. So here it says, if if, if play with him Vinosan, and he should give, he who's he should give the payer, Pidyoin the redemption, Nafshoi of of his soul, <laughs> or but if he wants it, I want soul. But here it's different. Because over there we're talking about over, here, over there it's saying so they who nafshoi 
means his turn, okay? Over there, the Haigdi Komishalim, the Haigdi Konaisen. How would it be if you wanted to say, the Nosan Pidyoin? Nefesh Hames or something, or else, you know. Here's different over here. It's not so clear over here. Over here. I guess if it would have said Pidyoin Nafshoi Yitain, then it would mean his Pidyoin Nafshoi. The Haqdu Kamishalim. But since it says, over there it would say Yishalim, Mate of Sadeu wouldn't be the same thing as saying Mate of Sadeu Yishalim. Because since the who comes first, and then says Yishalim, so there is no more saying. There's no more talking about the him, so this part, best of his field, he shall pay, he's the one that's paying. So if here it said, Pidyan Nafshoi, Yitain, then it would have mean Takahum, then it would have been, then it would have been, just like the problem over there, who would it mean then? If it would have said, instead of the Nosan Pidyan Nafshoi, if it said, Pidyan Nafshoi, Yitain, that would mean the ones whose Nafish, his Pidyan Nafshoi, he shall give. Then it would mean Yishalim, but if here it says, Vinosan, not So that's why according this is this is up up for grabs. That's why the Mishmael says Mizik, Rabbi Kiva says Meimazik. Pasuk Lamed Aleph. Oyven Yigach Abbas Yigach. Or if it gores, if the axe gores a young boy or a young girl, Kamishlis Zayosalo. According to this uh, ordinance, shall be done to him. What is it? Oyven Yigach Zokrashi Ben. Doesn't talk an adult. Shul cotton. He's talking about a minor here because otherwise it's the same thing. What's the difference? You, uh, every person is a son, right? You're a son from somebody, or you're a daughter of somebody. Oibas, so kitana, which is a minor. The fish and emer lehemis isha isha. Why do we need a pasuk for that? Because it says that it will kill a man or a woman. You think that you're only chayiv for the adults? Tamud leimer ben yigav agoimel chayiv alaktanim. To for the adults, for the children, just like adults for minor, you have the same chiyuv as for adults. Now, after we finish talking about regular people, we're going again to the avid, as before. We talked about killing, and then now we're talking about then we talk about wounding. Now we're talking about damages. If uh, the bull gores a person, uh, uh, an avid, or a maid servant, so there's kesem and it kills them. So Kesef, the Pazit doesn't say a mace over here, but it's understood that he kills them. Kesef shloishim shkolim yitin ladoinum. Then you have to pay 30 shekel to the masters. V'asher yisokel. And the ox gets uh, stoned. Now, is this talking about also, about a mood? Because the Kaifer we said, V'asher noki, if it was a tam. But when we say, Does this follow V'huot B'v'olov? Right? Or not? <coughs> is that what I'm asking? Yeah. This is following, this looks like this follows. This follows the... If he was not the Mu'ad, then you're going to be potted. Then it's going to be Balsher Noki. It doesn't matter. Sakoshike. If he's Noki from a person, you don't do anything to him. We're not going to say that an average you're going to pay this relationship Shkolim. So we're talking about that he's a Mu'ad over here already, right? So, Ibn Abdiyama Knanim, again, Rashi says Knanim. 
And here we don't have a Hechacha. Before we needed a Hechacha because it says, Kikaspehu. So we know that it's talking about a Kanani. Right? Also, when we brought down Lagabe, uh, uh, Rashi also brought up a Raya that in Abde doesn't talk about Ivri. Uh, 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 because Rashi says it says impossible to taste it, taste avodim. But over here, Rashi doesn't bring any, 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 uh, any uh, evidence for this that it's talking about uh, an evidence over here that it's talking about a Knani, not a Yisraeli. Because uh, it's 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 obvious lechayra that he has a din of a regular ish and it's included, and we don't need an psukim there. Rashi is telling you that the evidence of a Knani is talking about the Knani. Shloishim shkolim yitain zechtrashi gzeres akosavu. This is the decree of the pasuk. Why shloishim shkolim? Usually we evaluate by the value. You made him lose the eved, right? Or you pay for the value. He lost him an eved. Ben shushave elazuz, ben shushave eladinah. Whether he's worth a thousand or so, or worth a dinner. Ma'ashekel, how much is a shekel? Mishkoloi arba zuvim. The the weight is four zuvim. Shechatsi unkaya lemishkal hayosher shel kulunya. Uh, which is equal half an ounce according to the official weight of of Cologne. That's a place over there where Rashi lives. And if a person opens up a pit, I mean a pit that was dug and he opened it up, or a person digs the pit in the first place, and he doesn't cover it, and an ox or a donkey falls into the pit. It was covered, and he opened it up, he revealed it. Or he digs. What do you have to say if you dig? If you are guilty for even opening up the pit. So sure, if you dig a pit, you'd be chayiv. It goes without saying. But rather, this is coming to include one who digs, um, uh, who digs deeper after dig, uh, uh, after the other one, that he's liable. In other words, if one digs a pit nine tfachim deep, right, which is capable of injuring an animal but not killing it, and another digs one tafach more, making the open pit capable of killing an animal, the second digger, the second digger, digger is chayiv in all cases. So. Uh, now you'll be chayiv for the misa and for the nizikin. The second person who dug became responsible for that pit. What happened was nine, nine and a half. We'll learn in the Gemara then. But this is this is Tosis brings it down right in over the olive at the bottom. Tosis, Tosis brings it down for the mechilta over there that in enshim adin. But that would be a very hard thing because we learn by moment we enshim adin. Tosis brings it down later on also. But the um, the Taisus uh, brings from the Gemara later on that the Gemara says that the second one. So when we say Kiyichra, the Torah is telling you the second one that target is fully responsible. He made the pit now bigger; it becomes his responsibility. The Loichasen he doesn't cover it. Hoim kiso, but if you covered it, Potter. In other words, if you made the proper thing, and then let's say. Somehow somebody removed it or else. Just because you dug it, doesn't matter. If you covered it, you took care of it. And Rashi says, The Pasuk is talking about one who digs in the Rishus Rabbim. 
So this fits with the opinion. This fits with the opinion of what? With the opinion of Rav, who says that uh, it's, it's hafker. It's not because according to Shmuel, even if you dig a pit in your own backyard and you bafkir hifkir. You know, you dig up a pit in your backyard and then you open up your yard and say, everybody, it's free for everybody to walk. Then you'd still be chayv, even though you love Yifkir Beirah, you'd still be chayv, medin Beirah. Rashi chooses to learn here that that specifically you dug the pit in the Shusarabim. That's just like Rav says. That, um, but because maybe if you deal, if you dug a Beirah, then we would say that you're going to be, then you're going to be, um, you get, then in Mishori Lamadnu, and that's going to be different. Then you're going to be not part of the Kalim, as we'll see. Shori Chamer Zechrashi, because the Chiluk is Mishori Lamadnu. In other words, if if it's also Hivkir Shusim or Hivkir Beirik, whether you're Chayv. Rashi specifically chooses to learn like Rav that is Chayv Mishusarab. Shori Chamer Zechrashi, an axe or a donkey. Zechrashi, who had din? The same thing is true. The Chol Behem of not only an ox or a donkey, but any animal, and any wild beast or any tame animal. Whatever it says, an ox or a donkey. So we have a zir shove of shir 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 because in another place it says all your animals in Dvorim Hayyidim will have to rest. So even though it says Shoir Chamer, we say Kol Behem Vachayyid. So Avkan, so here too, so when it says Kol Behema is Vachayyid. So only all animals and all Chayyid like the ox. Um, so. I don't know, there's Shor or we can learn either Shor or Chamer we're learning it's Shor, and what do we need Chamer, that's a, also a separate thing, what do we need both of them, Shor Chavachamercha, but for our purposes right now, we're learning just from Shor So, so why did the Pasuk say Shor Vachamer, to Taich Ha'ad, the Terekurus just said, Kol Behemot, the Terekurus said. Why does it have to say Shor Chamer? Allah Shor V'le'odom, Chamer V'le'kelim. Torah is telling you, that, Shoir, that a shoir is chayv, you chayv but not a person. A person meaning, but in the Gemara we're learning that if a person gets killed in a pit, you're potter. But for nizikin, for adam, you chayv bird, that's what we learned. Right? Same thing is, we learn chamoir, that you chayv a chamoir, but v'loy kelim, but not kelim. Kelim you put chamoir, that's not like Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara has an opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that says that even he'll be chayv. And in 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 Kalim in a bird. And in, in Toysh's uh, this discussion on the Hayim at Bayes, whether uh, Toysh uh, comes out that, uh, that that's a I'll just tell you that it looks like uh, that's a machloikis uh, the question that we learned with Rabbi Kibiger and the Chasam Sofer that they're arguing over there whether a Yehuda who says you mechayiv by Kalim is only mechayiv. Uh, by uh, Kalim that are uh, new Kalim, uh, or also by old Kalim too. According to the Rabbi Kivi Iger, who asked the question over there, he seems learning from the Gemara, 
the Gemara quoted the Toysus there in Hamid Beis that you're not going to be chayiv even according to Rabbi Yehuda on Kalim Yishenim. But that has to do, do with the issue whether a bird is chayiv or roila, an ain't a roila, what's considered in roila, but now is not the place to discuss it. But the point over here is um, he holds chamoir with a Kalim that if Kalim fall into a vessel, now what kind of a Kalim fall into the vessel? What kind of a Kalim fall into the vessel? So the way the way Rash, the, what kind of a kalim fall into a vessel? It, it, I mean, what kind of kalim fall into the boy? What kind of vessels fall into the boy? What kind of kalim fall into the boy? So, when we learn there, when we learn there, when we say there, uh, kalim, all kalim, that includes sai nu kalim, which could be damaged by the Toysi says there could be damaged by the bird or or old kalim that cannot be damaged by the kalim. Again, that has to do with the Gemara of the royal Enrilah, but let's not get involved in it. And here we just know the pastors that kalim, he takes the opinion of the Tachachom over there, that kalim the bird is potter, that's why it says Chamer Vile Kalim, and Shor Vile Odom. But Shor Vile Odom means only if a person gets killed in there, he will be potter, but you would be high for Niske, Odom and a bear also. Baal Posik Lamadal, Baal Haboyr Yishalim, the owner of the pit has to pay. Now remember this Kesef Yoshiv Libaolov, he will return money to its owners, not Mesi Eloi, but the dead, the carcass belongs to him. Zakhtrashi, Baal Haboyr, Zakhtrashi, Baal Atakola, the owner of the, of the stumbling. What does it mean, owner of stumbling? He doesn't own the boy, it belongs to the Shrabim. Rashi says that it goes according to Rav, that is built, he, he dug a pit in the Rishas Rabbim. But the Bala Bair, the owner of the Takola, is called the Bala Bair. Even though it's not his pit, because he made it in the public domain. The Torah says, he is the owner. He's only an owner enough to have to pay for the damages. Why does it say, Kesev Yoshiv Libalov? As we learned in the Gemara, it should say, it says, Yishalim Kesev Lebalav, why is Yoshif? So, Rashi Yoshif, the Rabbis, Shove Kesev. He can give back even the value of money, Vafilu Subin, even, even Subin, which is the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the part of the, um, the, the brand, that's the worst part of the thing, he can return him also. So, what we learned in the Gemara, over there by us, that if the guy pays him from a field, the Gemara says over there, what did we learn? Then you have to be metav, so they metav karma yishalim. For damages, you have to pay from the metav, from the best of the fields. So edith, benis, is always given from the edis. But that's if you're paying from field. But if you give from metaltalin, then you can give even subin. Why? Because the ilay mizdabin hocha, mizdabin masachritu. You can always sell it somewhere. So call me limetavu. As the Gemara says in Azayin Amud Beis, then it says Vahamesi Eloi, and the carcass goes to him. So that's what means Lenizek. The carcass goes to the one who was damaged uh, to the damage. He sticks. What does it mean? Shamin as an That's how the Gemara learned that we're, that we're talking about Misa by the bird. Remember, on Gimel Moral, it's Vahamesi Eloi, because we say Shamin as an We evaluate the carcass. Venoit lo bedamim. We value how much is the carcass worth? Worth 
right? And he takes that instead of the money. That's that's part of the payment. And on top of it, whatever is not worth in the carcass, he has to pay him the rest so until he fills up for the entire damage that he did for him. Now we're going to the second part of goring what? And here doesn't say Nigiha, we're talking about goring a other ox. Right now we're talking about goring people. Goring people, goring an evid. We changed the lowest lotion of shear. Remember? Because Mood Leish, so the Chiyig of Shor Ish, and if a ox of a man gores pushes, all the Nis Lemazla. Remember, Chiyig of Shor Ish as Shor Eyu. If a, uh, a, a ox of a person gores or pushes the ox of another of his friend, Bameis, and not Hegdish. Remember, Shor Eyu Leishas Hegdish. Either there's no how or we pay the chachin of the shalom. The Gemara has two opinions over there. Let's see in the Rashi what Rashi says here. The chiyig of shed ishes shedayu. If a man's ox of a man gores pushes the ox of his friend, the mace and the other ox dies, umachru es hashed achai. Then you split, you sell the living ox. The chotzu es kaspoi and you split the money of the of the. Uh, of the uh, living ox, in other words, the one that did the goring, that means magufa mishalom. Remember, magufa, you split the living ox. The gamis hamesi and we also split the dead ox. Lamed hey. The pasuk says v'chinigayif shoyd ish as shoyd ehu. When the ox of a man will push or gore the ox. Of his friend, the Gemara in Baba Kama proves that the Vichiyigoyf here also means Negicha because in the next pasuk it says Noida Kishor Nagochu that the pasuk Benegifa Vesayim Benegicha starts with Chiyigoyf and it says Negicha Leimer Lachaynu Negicha and Negifa and Negicha that really Yigoyf and Negicha is the same thing that Yigoyf over here actually means goring, goring or pushing. But in any event, the Pasik talks now about the ox going and goring another ox, as opposed to what we learned till now is when the ox did damage to a human being, to a person. So it says that when the ox of a man gores the ox of his friend, and then his ox of the friend dies, so he kills the other ox. So what do you do? So you sell the living ox, and you divide the money, so that half of the money goes to the owner of the ox that he just sold, and the other half goes to the person who was damaged, whose ox has died. And also, in addition to splitting the money of the living ox that was sold, so in addition, as hameis yechetzun, you also divide the body of the dead, because the carcass is worth uh, some money. So when you sell the carcass, 50% of the money that the carcass brings in goes to the one who was damaged. And 50% of the carcass, of the money that the carcass brought in, goes to the mazik. And Rashi will explain what instance are we talking about and exactly what the payments are. 
Um, now we're going to um, to do the Rashi. Rashi vichi yigoyf. Rashi, what is yigoyf? Rashi says yidchoyf. He will push. Bein uh, bekarnov, whether it is with his horns. Bein begufoy, whether it's with its body. Bein beraglov, whether it's with his feet. Bein shenoshche bishinov, whether he bit him with his teeth. Kulam bechlal nigifahem. Uh, they are all included in the word Negifa, She'en Negifa Elaloshin Maka, because Negifa is only an expression of of striking. So he struck him in either way. So it seems a little bit from Rashi, not as I mentioned earlier in the Pasuk from the Gemara, that Hainu Negifa, Hainu Negicha, because it's not so much that Negifa is Negicha, but rather you can do nigifa, a market through various different ways. But it's interesting that Rashi before um, touched uh, that the way we know um, all the others, nigifa and shicha, that uh, with regards to uh, when the uh, um, when the when the ox goes and, and, and kills a person. In which he pays uh, kaifer. So over there in Pasuk of Tez, the Pasuk said, Vehemis ish. So Rashi says, Talmud Leimer Vehemis Mekolmakoim. So it doesn't have to be through Yigach. But in our case, where it's written, Lechatchila Vichi Yigoyf, Yigoyf to begin with does not mean one or the other, according to Rashi over here. It means Loshan Makim. The way Rashi learns it over here, we need to understand why is Negicha called an Av, Nizikin. When the Gemara says that the Ton Rabbonon, that there is Gimel Avis Namru Bishoir, and uh, one of them is uh, is Karen, and the Gemara calls that the Negicha, Nevitza, Revitza, which Gufa in Raglov, apparently that's. Revitza Bi'ita, because Revitza is the Gufay and Raglov is Bi'ita and Neshicha. Uh, uh, so um, those are the things that the Mishnah mentions of the, that the told us of uh, Karen, the first Baraisi that Gemara brings down on basement basis, that uh, what is the Tuldus of Karen? Negifa, Neshicha, Revitza Bi'ita. So Negifa, that's Yitchayf, and and Rashi says Ben Bekarnev even that's comes second. So according to Rashi's taich over here, uh, they should all be obvious uh, because with regards to the ox, uh, it just says that he will be make a make and the make is independently. Um, why would Nigicha uh, be called a um, the av and the other ones the tulda? Mele, but the pasuk and what the Gemara, uh, when it talks about the Odom, but in the Mishnah it doesn't talk about Mises Odom, it doesn't talk about Odom Klal, as Mashman the Gemara there later on. Um, also, the Gemara's Kashit proves that Hain and Nigifa is also uh, not a Raya, according to what Rashi learns, because when it says in the Posse, because it was a, a Gore, that's one of the cases that's brought down over here of Chiyigif. Um, it almost seems that Rashi doesn't want to touch Yigoyf means Bekarnov, and he brings first Yidchayf. Yigoyf means first pushing. Pushing means with the body. 
The Gemara says, Hainim Nigifa, Hainim Nigicha, and the Gemara asks, well, How come he changes the Lashon and he calls it Vichiyigif? The Gemara says, To teach you that it's not so much Bekavone, and that a muet for an ox is, um, is, is, is definitely a muet for an Odom, but a muet for an Odom is not a muet for an ox because it takes more to kill an ox than it is uh, the Odom, than it is to take to kill an ox. Odom Gisle Mazlo, Ksiv Kiyigach, and Shared Lesle Mazlo, Ksiv Kiyigach, is the two Pshotim. Either he has to use more forth, or a person who has more Seichel to watch himself uh, with two Pshotim Rashi over there. But it seems that the, clearly that Rashi in Chumash has a different Pshat in the Gemara over there. And according to Rashi, Kiyigach means, as Rashi says, just a Lush in Makir. And that's how uh, everything is included. And Bamison, this fits with what Rashi says in Pasuk Chobbeis, V'chiyinotzo anoshim v'nokfu ishahorim. Dr. Rashi, that v'nokfu ein negifa, over there Dr. Rashi, ela loshen dechifa v'hakoa. So over there Rashi actually ties that v'nokfu ishahorim means that either they pushed a ishahorim, or v'nokfu, uh, they, um, uh, Striking, they they struck a uh, ishahara, um, and Rashi brings all the psukim of pentigayf and the teris nakfu, all the lotion of of negif over there. So lechayra, when Rashi says over here also kiyigif means uh, that it was a um, um, either uh, a maka, but he also says Rashi specifically says push over there negif lotion. Saya push and saya lotion make the smiting or the chifa, but over here Rashi the chiyigo if Rashi teaches yidchayf, so over here Rashi teaches yidchayf is just over there. Yidchayf means push, push or make, but Rashi the teach of yidchayf is he'll beat somebody through a push. Ben bekarno, ben begara, ben begufei, ben beraglov. Bein Noshcha Mishina is 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 kind of hard to say. It's not like he does a push through the carne, a push through the goof, a push through the regel. Because what would it mean Bein Shenoshcha Mishina? We can't a push by biting this thing. But the Yitchayif is sums Bein Bekarne, Bein Begoof, Bein Beraglo. That's all Dchifa accomplished. Bein Shenoshcha Mishina. That's a Noshcha Mishina. Rashi says Kulam Bechlal Negifahen. It's all included in the Gifa. So meaning. That negif itself doesn't necessarily mean push, but it could mean other damages. Again, I, I'm assuming that gufei beraglov is equivalent to revitza and biita, uh, or maybe it means specifically a push of a guf and not a kick of a guf, which would not. Okay, some looking further. Right, shor shel ish, a It means an ox of a person. So the axe of a person will kill Shere Eyu. The Gemara actually learns out from the Shere Eyu that the Eyu and not Hegdish. Rashi doesn't bring it down. That um, um, either the Gemara says that Shere Eyu would be Potter and Gansen, the way, or the Gemara brings down the Das Rabbi Kiva that the Shere Eyu you'd actually pay in Nezek Sholem, even the first three times, as opposed to the Chilik the Gemara is going to, the, the, that the Pasik is going to make further down. So, what is the meaning of Mokhrus Asher? What's the Cheshbet? The Rashi Bishovim Hakosov Medaber. The Posik is talking about that the two oxen, the one that did the damage and the one that was killed, are 
equal in price. They are worth the same amount. Which is a shoyr shavim masayim, an ox, which is worth 200. Shaheim is that kills shoyr shavim masayim, an ox that's worth 200. Now, bein shahan veila shava harba. Now, we don't care whether the carcass that was left over after it was killed is worth a lot. Bein shi shavim ad, whether it's worth uh, very little, whatever the carcass is worth. So then, still, kshinoitl zechetzi hachai vechetzi hames. When this one, either one, whether when the mazik takes half of the living and half of the dead, and the nizik takes chetzi achai vechetzi hames, he will take half of the living and half of the dead. In other words, the money of half of the living and half of the dead, nimtza, it will turn out that kol echod mafsik chatzi nizik, that each one of them, the mazik and the nizik, will be losing. Uh, will be damaged uh, a half a nezik, which means each one will be losing a half a nezik, meaning the person who lost the ox lost half of what he had, and the person that is paying is only paying half of his ox. Shezika hamisa that the misa da, da did, he's going to be losing half of the Misa, meaning losing half means he'll paying 50%, the other one will get paid 50% and he will and and therefore it means he still carries the loss of the other 50 because first he had the whole ox now he only get 50 and this person is going to pay he's only going to pay 50% of the damage of the Nomadno so here we learn that the Tam pays a a half a damage because this we learn out from the case when they were worth the same amount of money, which is the case that the Pasuk is talking about, that should teach us by this type of payment that you pay then, when they are not equal, when the oxen have different prices. So, how does this work? Kidina tam, because the halacha of the tam, for them is l'shalim chatsi nezek, is to pay a half a damage. No less and no more. He was not going to pay less if it's a lot of damage, and he's not going to pay more if it's a little damage. He's only going to pay exactly half an ezek. Now, so in this case, if the uh, dead ox, the, 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 the living ox, you split him, and if it was worth 200, uh, so that means that the other, the nizik gets 100. And then when the dead ox is split half, and you give him us, so he's going to get whatever the living the, the dead ox is worth. So they're going to split it, so everybody's going to get half. So he says, maybe if you would think, even in a situation where they were not the same value when they were alive, the Torah still says that you're going to split both of them. In either case, in a case, even when they're not equal, they're not the same value. Imam Redkain, Imam Artekain, if you're gonna say so, Pa'amim sometimes Shem Azik Mishtaqir Harbit, that the one who did the damage is gonna actually benefit a lot. Let's say Kishanivela Shovelamochrim Harba Yesimid Meshalamazik. If the carcass that was left behind is worth the salt to the non-Jews who can eat carcass, who can eat nevela. It's not also about noah, it's also about chila, but you can sell it to the goyim. And it's worth it's It's worth a lot more than the whole ox of the mazik. 
we're going to give the uh, uh, owner of the, we're going to give the mazik half of the of the carcass. Uh, it was a big animal, and uh, half of the carcass is worth uh, a lot more money than his own ox. So um, he's going to end up benefiting because we're going to give him a half of the dead ox of the nevela, which brings in a lot more money, which is worth more than his ox. So not only is he not going to pay, he's going to actually get more money for it. It is impossible that the verse is trying to tell us that the one who does damage is actually benefit from this. Or sometimes Sometimes the damaged per party will take a lot more than the payment for the fullness. Because if it's going to be a, a case like that let's say the value of the ox of the mazik of the one who did damage half of it is worth more than the entire money of a living ox of the nizik Teresa says you take the ox and you split the money so when you sell it you're going to give 50% of the sale you're giving it to the nizik so you say okay maybe the mazik should be punished but if you say so then the tam will be more stringent uh, the first three times that he does will be more than Muad than the one who has already been warned three times. Because then he pays an Ezek Shalim by a Muad. But this time, you're going to split the Mazik's ox, and that splitting, that half is going to be a lot more valuable than the, uh, than the, than the uh, loss, than the living ox of the Nizik in the first place. Al So we have to say, we are forced to say that the Pasik wasn't talking about Ella only in a case where they were equal. The Limdoch, and he taught you Shatam Mishalim Chatzin Nezik. He told you that Tam plays a half a Nezik because when they're exactly the same amount of money and you split both, you split the carcass and you split the living, then it means that each one gets half. Uh, he remains with half of his ox and the other one gets half of his loss. From the equal, you will learn for when they're not equal. So one who gets paid half of his nezik, they will evaluate for him the carcass. So how much the nevela is worth now? And how much he was uh, down, down, downgraded, worth less now, how much is worth less because of death. So a living ox is worth, say, 200, and now a dead ox is worth only 100. So he lost now 100 because he has 100 in the carcass. So, so he takes half of that, so he will take 50 of the 100 damage that is done, and he goes. So why did the Pasuk have to say in this language that you split the ox and you split the carcass? And the Pasuk doesn't say straight out, he should pay half. The Lama to teach you, that the Tam does not pay the damages only from its body. Uh, and if it cored and it died, so it also died. So then the Nizak can only take the carcass for his payment. And if it doesn't reach, he won't get out of it half of his damage. He loses, and he won't be able to go back and collect from Minahaliya, what is called from the property of the Mazik, from what he has in the home, 
only from the actual ox itself. Or the ox is alive, but if you have the ox is worth all the money. That a golden ox which is worth 500 zoos. So half of his damage is 250. And let's say the carcass is worth uh, 50. So he still has a damage, if it's worth 50, so between 500 and 50, so the ox was lost 450 of his value. Half of that is 225. So 225, and that guy has an ox, the ox is alive and well, but it's only worth 100. If he's going to pay him 100, he's not. He's still short 150 from half an ezek. Ain't an etel elas asher. He can only take the ox. Shulein ischayev hatam. The tam has not become obligated. Lechayev is ba'olov to obligate its owner. Leshalem in haliyah to pay from the house to go pay the extra, but only gives him the payment for the ox from itself. And that's why the Torah says that v'chotzu es kaspei that you you have to split the kesef when it's a live ox, or when it's an equal ox, or sometimes he's going to get more, sometimes he's going to get less, depending on the value of the damage. Mainly it's half a damage, and you only take it from the animal itself. But what happens if it was known? That this was an ox, which is a gorer. From yesterday and the day before, and as Rashi said before, it's already he's scored three times, and Rashi will say it again over here. and the owners won't watch him. So then we say Shalim Yishalim Then he has to pay an ox for an ox. and the mace should remain to him, and on top of that, he'll pay him the value, uh, what he lost from the dead live ox to the dead ox. Oh, you know, doubt if it was known, but or if he was not tam, but it was known, that he's in today, he was a gore today, yesterday, and shulsha from yesterday. And now he gored a fourth time. So the ox, he has to pay an ox, nezik shalom, a complete nezik. And the carcass remains in Nizik. And on top of whatever the value of the carcass, the Mazik has to add to compensate until the damager will be paid his entire damage. If a person steals an ox or a sheep, and he either slaughters it or he goes and sells it. Chamisha uh, Bakar, so he has to pay five cattle, Yishalim, he pays five cattle, Tachas Hashoir, instead of the Shoir, if it was an ox that he stole and Shechter or sold. Ba'arbatsoin, he pays four sheep, Tachas Haseh, instead of a se, if he stole and then he Shechter or slaughtered a sheep, he will pay four Tsoin. So why the difference between the sheep and the ox? By the ox we pay um, five, and by the sheep we pay uh, four times as much. Says Rashi, that Hashem had mercy and uh, protects um, 
and consider it about the honor of creations, of his creations. And this is even creations, meaning even a Vaganov over here. It's just a Kriabrius, because an ox that goes Baraglov by its feet, and the Ganov was not ashamed, not embarrassed while he was carrying it because it went by itself, it walks by itself. He didn't embarrass to carry it over his shoulder. He's going to pay five. The ox, the sheep that he has to carry it on his shoulder, and I guess there is a bizarre there. There is a, an embarrassment over there. He pays four. Since he was already degraded uh, by having to schlep it. Wow! So we see that even this Brias, even this Ghana, the Torah is giving him. Uh, mercy is consideration, uh, extra consideration for him that he shouldn't have to pay as much. Uh, why don't we say along those lines that he had to work harder for the sheep because he had to slap it as the uh, so uh, he had to work harder. We're not going to make him pay so much as opposed to the ox, which was easier to steal. Amar Meir, the Meir says, come and see how great is the power of work." An ox which he has taken away from its work because an ox works. He has to pay five because the owner have lost money because of the work. But the ox which he has not uh, wasted from the work, he doesn't do the work, pays arba. Even though the the, 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 the the four and the five that he pays is only if he sells it or he shechts it. So uh, if because we just take in the bitl malacha over here, uh, then why would he have to shecht it or sell it? That should be just by stealing it. Over there the Torah wasn't mechaiv four or five. But once, Rashi is saying, once we're mechaiv four or five because he shecht it or sell it, sell it, the additional uh, consideration here is because of wasting from work, you're going to end up paying more money for the, for the ox which you wasted from work. Uh, then the Pasik says, Tachas Hashoyer, Tachas Haseh. Pasik already says, Chamisha Bokar Yisham Tachas, should say, yes, how could the Pasik say? The Pasik could have said, maybe Kiyignev Ish Shoyer Yishalem, Utvachem Mechore Yishalem. Chamisha and Ubisay Yishalim Arba. It says Chamisha Bokar Yisham Tachaser. I would say Tachaser. It's a duplicate lotion. Shalom Akosuv Leimar. The pasuk repeated it to say Shein Midas Tashlum Arba Chamisha Neheges that the measure of paying four and five is Elo B'Shervis Abelvad only by the ox and the sheep alone. Rashi said before, this Rashi said, Rashi said before, whenever it says Shoir, that we learn out, it says before Shoir Hamer, that the Huadin all Shabbim Chayav Oif. All Shabbim Chayav like we learn from, from Shabbos, it says Shoir Chayav Techo. Includes all the Bem. So therefore, had the Pasik not repeated saying Tachas Hashoir, but saying Tachas Hashoir specifically, then we would have said that it applies to all kinds of animals. So that's why he's telling you that it's only Neg B'Shev Yisabilvat. Pasuk Aleph, im b'machteres yimotze haganov. If uh, while breaking in, the ganov is found. Vehukav uh, a mace, 
and um, he um, and he was struck, and he died. You know, somebody killed him while he was breaking in. Ain uh, loydomim. This ganav has no blood, meaning you don't avenge his blood. It's not like killing a uh, person who has blood, which you have to pay. Yeah, you get killed for killing somebody. Uh, when he was uh, breaking into the house. Now, this follows the case of before, but this is talking about any Ganav. Before we said, uh, Now we're saying, if a Ganav is found while he's breaking in, is means, means, this is not considered murder. It's like he's already dead. He has no blood, he's like a dead person. Here the Torah teaches you, If a person comes to kill you, then you come and you, you get first and kill him. This one is considered that he came to kill you. Why? For that person knows, person doesn't hold himself back. sees in front of his face that you take away his money. And he'll just be quiet. He'll let you do it. Therefore, we assume the guy knows when he's coming to rob somebody that he knows that the guy is not going to just stand by idly. But Amnas came, that that's what he came. So that if the owner of the money is going to stand up against him, he's going to kill him. And since he is ready to kill, that means and therefore that's why Ainley Domim. So if the hook of a mace he was killed and he died. We say that you, know, you don't have to, you're not like a killer because the other guy is here to kill. The question is, how do we know maybe he'll run away? But, uh, but since I guess the owner doesn't know whether uh, he, for what is coming, so meaning that this person is ready. Uh, he could be ready to kill, and therefore he has a leidam pasuk base in zorcha shemesh olav. If the shine, the sun shines upon him, in other words, uh, sunset means it's obvious to you. The sun shines means it's clear like the day. Damim uh, loy, he does have blood. In other words. You can't kill him if the sun tells you, if it's shine, if it's clear that he didn't come to kill. Sometimes we know that he didn't come to kill, as Rashi will say. So, he does have blood. If the sun is on him, Shalim Yishalim. Then, what does he do? It's not, he didn't shesheh, but we just caught somebody. What do we do for the, for the, uh, for the payment? He has to pay for what he's caught. Um, and if he doesn't have uh, money to pay, uh, he has to pay for the theft, if he doesn't have money to pay, then he is sold uh, for theft. So, the sun shines upon him. This is just a metaphor. If it's clear to you the matter, that he is peace with you. Just like the sun, which is peace in the world. So in this case, we're using Shemesh as a more metaphor, not as clear, but he is, he is like the sun to you. Just like the sun is peace with you, this person is peace with you too. 
Kach poshut loch also, so it's obvious to you. In other words, it's clear. Shein nimbol laharig is not coming to kill. Afilu yamet balamomi kenegde. Even if the owner of the money, the one who owns the property, is going to stand up against him, he's not going to kill. Keep going. Like, let's take an example. Where is it clear that he's not coming to kill? If a father is coming, digging in to steal the son's money. It's known that the mercy of the father and the son, and he's not coming for uh, murder, for matters that involve life. So he's not going to kill him. In that case, he has blood. Then he's considered like a living person. He has blood. And then Chayhu Chashu is considered like a living person, and this is considered murder if you hook a mace. In Yargeu Balabais, if the owner of the money will kill him, that's considered murder. Shalim Yishalim, Zukdrashi Aganev Momen Shegonov. He has to pay the money that he stole, but Veinechayim Misa is not guilty of death. Veunkelus Shetirgem and Unkelus that translates. According to Ungulus, if the eye of witnesses fell upon him, um, he adopted another view. Loimar saying that if witnesses found him before, uh, before the property owner came. And when the property owner came against him, they warned him not to kill him. Then the thief is considered as if he has blood. So then he has, in other words, he the owner is liable for him, the thief, if he kills him. Because since there is others, that are seeing him, then we're saying that the Ganav is not coming for occupy a business of souls, of killing. He won't kill the Balamom. So he teaches that uh, meaning if there is Adam. We're talking about a father with a son, when it's clear. But here he's talking about that if people see, and they warn him, and not to kill him, so then there is Damim Loi, because then he shouldn't kill him because he's not coming to kill him. If the stolen article is found in his possession, whether a bull or a donkey, or a sheep, a lamp, Chaim, Mishalim. So he has to pay back. Uh, living, two living uh, oxen or two living donkeys or two living sheep, he has to pay back for what he stole. He found in his hand, doesn't, can't hold the oxen, the thing in his hand, but he's in his possession. He didn't slaughter and he didn't sell, so he still has it. He's uh, a with a bullet donkey, called Dover Bichlal Tashlumi Kefu. Anything is included in the payments of double. Whether it has life in it or it doesn't have life in it. Because it says another Pasik in Pasikhes, Al Se Al Salma Al Kola Veda Yishalm Shnaim Rayu. So we see Vdam Shabiru Achaim. 
So here we're not talking only about Balachaim, but even though it mentions Balachaim specifically. Rashi doesn't explain why Shoyer, Chamer, and Seh, why all of them, why he mentions, needs to mention all three there. But it says, Chaim, Shnaim, Yishalem, he has to pay him two, Vloyishalem, Lemesim. It shouldn't give him, pay, pay him for the dead ones. But either alive ones or the money of live ones, in other words, to expense whatever he did damage for him, he has to pay him double from that damage.